my friend hit me the other day. He's like, bro, the eye test is so fucking important. Imagine going to a movie and saying, hey, fuck this. We'll just look at the credits and see who did what. You know, and that hit me. I'm like, wow, that's like, can you, that's what people are doing in basketball now. They're just looking, they're not watching the fucking game. They're not looking at the specifics and focusing on the actual skill and the flow of a game and all the things that are happening. They're not comprehending that. They're just going straight to the credits. Who did what? Who won what? And what was the, you know, plus minus this, plus minus. Come on. Fuck that. We watching the game. I'm kicking it off today with the hometown native, Steve Nash, one of my favorite players to watch. Uh, gonna break down the game. The footage will start playing and, um, you know, this guy right here was a basketball genius, uh, just an absolute wizard. You know, I watch, I miss watching him play. They don't have too many players like this anymore. So Steve Nash coming into the league uh, from Santa Clara, he was more of a scorer there. He was more of a bucket getter there. But Steve Nash was a basketball genius. He got to the league. He's like, okay, uh, you know, first three, four years, he kind of moved around, didn't really get off the bench. But then as the 2000s kicked off, he's like, yo, this is different. It's an athletic, hyper-athletic league, right? You got – like you are in a game now where you got much more length, it's tighter spaces, the lanes are clogged. Uh, and, um, you know, I got ultra-athletic wings guarding me, defenders. But not, not only that, the help side is so prominent. Like back then, the center, if he had a 35-inch vert, you were going to have a hard time getting to the rim and finishing if you weren't a freak athlete because he wasn't stretched out on the fucking wing trying to cover a three-point shooter. He was at that spot right there in the post waiting for you to come into the lane so he could either hit you or block that shit and send it out like a Jermaine O'Neal. So you had you had freaks of nature in the league, and Nash did the math, and he changed his entire fucking game. He switched gears. He said, okay, buckets will come in a sneaky way. Buckets will be secondary, you know, uh, even though that was his natural thing. And then he's like, I'm going to make guys better. I'm going I'm to do some other shit. Um, you know, obviously the foundation of his game was his passing ability. You know, he had peripheral vision, eyes on the back of his head, knew where everyone was, amazing court awareness, amazing basketball IQ. But what really separated Nash, to be honest with you, was his conditioning. And this goes back to him playing soccer, obviously, and having a great nutrition, uh, great diet and keeping his body clean in the league. Nash would not get tired. So by the fourth quarter, he was a step ahead. He wasn't an overly explosive player. I mean, he wasn't explosive at all. He was deceptive. You know, you couldn't even tell how quick he was, but he blew by these guys in, in such a, like, it was like he hit him out of nowhere. You know, he got in the lane. He was sneaky. He was very crafty. Uh, uh, you know, getting in the lane for him was, was, it was more strategic than it was, hey, I'm quicker than you. It wasn't like Iverson, which Iverson was crafty too, but I mean, like, he didn't have the luxury of like a Westbrook where it's just go, he's there. You know, he had to really, maneuver his way through and um once he got in there man he had so many fucking options it was like playing slots you know you didn't know what steve nash was going to hit you with this time uh you know he'd scoop it to amari or he'd amari or you know he'd um hit a shooter in the corner or he'd hit a shooter in that corner or he'd finish because he could use he could go both hands left hand right hand incredible finisher incredible touch around the rim uh nash was was like really just like he would not get tired. He would go the whole game. I remember talking to Alan Iverson once. I was like, who's, who's the hardest player for you to ever guard? And he said it was Steve Nash because that motherfucker wouldn't get tired. He's like, he would just keep going, keep going, keep going. By the fourth quarter, guys' legs are giving out. Nash is still in the same condition that he was in the first quarter pretty much. So at that point, he really started feeling quick for guys, you know, and that's why he was so clutch too. If you notice, Steve Nash was cooking in the fourth of big games his whole career. And, uh, you know, he he was a he was a guy that really one of the things that I loved watching him do, and this is the real specifics, the real real eye test, the deep part, 
when Nash beat guys that were quick or stayed on his hip, he put, he'd hit, you know, the wraparound guys do now, Nash would put his elbow and he'd be so sneaky with it, man. It would just happen. Like you wouldn't even notice if you were just watching, like you'd have to run a replay and uh, I'm going to show you, like, I'll stop it. Nash used his elbow so well. He used his body so well in the lane. You know, he had up and unders. He had so many little quick moves and quick little angles that he had studied and, and perfected. Uh, but he had to. He knew that if I don't get the shot off in a certain time span or in a certain angle, it is going to get blocked or, or someone's going to body me or hit me. And, uh, you know, he really just he was chilling when it came to scoring. And it kind of happened because he had the defense on their heels at all times. So, like, this is a guy that really adjusted his gears in the game, man. He hits you with new recipes every time. Uh, very, very smart with his approach and his attack. You know, once he developed a, a reputation as a pass-first player, and he once he knew that he had the defense on the heels on their heels, that's when he became even more lethal. He started fucking around with them, and uh, he would go baseline. I remember, you know, when he'd run around, he'd curl, and he'd just go and go. Sometimes he'd go twice. <laughs> uh, he'd dominate the ball, but he'd go down, and uh, he'd have so many options from there. So. Here's the defense thinking, man, what's this guy about to do? Number one, he's so low. He dip, he ducks his shoulder, you know, and either he's going to get to the rim. But more importantly, you know, there's Amare coming down the fucking lane. you got Sean Marion potentially cutting. you got Tim Thomas in the corner or Roger Bell. Shooters all around this shit. Like, you didn't know what Nash was going to do. He basically controlled the whole flow of a fucking game, and he had that shit in the palm of his hands. And no stat will tell you this, but, like, you know, just being a wizard and – here he would go, he'd go on the baseline, and, and he'd do all those things, and then, you know, he'd keep doing it, he'd keep doing it, and then next thing you know, when you think you have it figured out and you're watching all your guys, reverse layup. Just stop on a dime, reverse layup, you know. And, and, and one of the things with Nash, another thing that I want to let people know, probably the most under-talked about all-time great shooter in this game because, and I'm not even, you know, you look at the percentage and say, dude, no, he's appreciated, but no, nah, man, listen, this is a fucking pure shooter. Um, this is deep because Nash had the same scoring and shooting touch from three-point. He had that same touch at mid-range. He had that same touch 12 feet away from the basket, six feet away from the basket. Remember that one-legged shot he used to do? That was all touch. That was him knowing how much um, I got to put on this to get it in the hoop. And uh, he could stop on a dime and hit threes in transition, stop on a dime and hit a mid-range, stop on a dime and just hit baseline, you know, curl back between the legs, pull up. Uh, he could pull up in your face. Um, off the dribble, he could go off the catch. You could run him off screens. Nash could do a lot of things, and he could do it from all three spots. He could do it at the three point line, at the mid range, and even on the baseline or little, you know, uh, little spots, six, seven foot shots around the hoop, you know. And he had that touch figured out. True shooter. Um, it doesn't get talked about enough for that. Uh, and then his handling ability, ball handling ability. Nash at Santa Clara, you know, this is how he got one of his. One of the ways he got his handle real nice was he used to dribble a tennis ball around a Santa Clara. Uh, and then, you know, he had that shit on a string in the league. You know, he wasn't trying to break your ankles or anything, but, man, that that guy knew he was he got down to business. You know, his thing was cross a guy up or create this space and get the separation and go quickly make a play or get a bucket. And, uh, you know, he, 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 put, he had amazing ball control. He had amazing just chemistry with the ball like he was not gonna lose that shit man and uh just so smart just knew how to angle himself just knew how to he had so many different moves and so many different things he could do from so many different spots on the floor he had different variation on both hands too like you were fucked trying to guard this guy you know and uh I appreciated his game more as the years went on, you know, like this, is a guy that he wasn't supposed to be this good. He wasn't supposed to be this accomplished, but he, he used his mind and he said, look, this is an ultra athletic league. How do I maneuver and, 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 
make myself impactful and make myself valuable and and still be able to do and still be able to you know make my strength shine and help a team and look what happened you know look what fucking happened one of the greatest pgs to ever play this game um you know and and and, and this is a guy that had he took the scoring route and he was just trying to get a bucket every time like he was in college like he wouldn't have gone this long in the league he wouldn't have had the career that he had but he said yo and then that's the hooper in him he said i'm gonna switch up on everyone and once he switched up no one knew what the hell to do